1: You got to suck dick if you want to get married. And I need to know now, is that why you're married? Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Viola and Welcome to another episode of Too Tired To Be Crazy on every Thursday. And today I have a really amazing special guest. But before we get to her, I have decided from now on, The beginning of every episode is going to be dedicated to my amazing fans. So basically, if you have a crazy sex story you want to share and you want to be featured on my podcast or you just have a dating or relationship question that you need advice on, I got your back. From now on, all you have to do is go to my podcast reviews, Give me five stars and write a comment in my podcast reviews, your question or your crazy sex story, and I'll make sure to feature you, okay? Every episode, I'm going to just pick one person. So today, the special fan I'm featuring is Christina Rivera. She came to me with a question of this boy she's been dating for a couple of months recently left her for someone else. Unfortunately, she can't stop thinking about him and she's wondering how to get him back. It's constantly been on and off, but this time it feels like maybe it's actually forever off and she's desperate to want to get him back. So, Christina, here's my answer for you. If someone's dumb enough to let you go, then why would you want him anyway? That means once they let you go, you're one step closer to finding your person. And that person will never let you go. That person would never take you for granted. Trust me. Every time I've talked to people who ended up with like their husband at this point, I always ask them, What was different with this person? And they always say it just, it just felt easy with them. There was no games and everything was just so easy. We were going at the same pace. And I think that's what you need to look for. It's supposed to be easy. Love is not supposed to be hard. Love is not supposed to be painful. Love is not supposed to make you wonder. Love is supposed to be easy. Anyway, guys, I hope that helped. And I can't wait to feature your next question, your next fun sex story on the next episode. So, Don't forget to add that in the reviews on the podcast reviews, and I'll see you then. Anyway, let's get started. So today I have the most fun guest ever, the star of Selling Sunset, Christine Quinn. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having
2: me, Violet.
1: So um, does your back really hurt from carrying the show all by yourself?
2: If you have a good chiropractor, please (laughs) let me know because it's exhausting.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, I saw that in an interview that Maya, um, one of your castmates, she said, she even said that she thinks you guys wouldn't even have made it to season two if it wasn't for you. Do you agree?
2: hundred percent. I mean, at the end of episode eight in season one, I, we were like, not sure if we were going to get picked up. So at the, you know, season finale, the producers were like, guys, like, come on, let's really like, we need to get there. We need like a season finale. And Davina just wasn't cutting it. I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Like, I'm just going like, to go all out. So I did, and I feel like that's what we get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. I mean, at least you're honest. That's what right. I love about you, how honest you are. One thing that made me laugh so hard was because I've called out my friends on this, and you did too, which cracked me up, was the paparazzi thing.
2: Oh my God, that just, I've seen so many funny tweets that are like, thank you for being honest about that. I'm like, of course. Listen, all of us have publicists at the end of the day. Like, you know, that's why I'm here talking with you. I mean, that everyone knows how it works. But the difference is, is, like, I own up to it and I'm honest. But we were really trying to figure out, we're like, okay, does Heather not know? Is Tarek not telling her? Like, what's going on here? So we think she just really didn't know. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just basically what we're talking about for anyone that doesn't fully understand is because uh, it happened in season three. It's basically when there's paparazzi, I mean, you can be famous. It doesn't matter how famous you are. You still have to call paparazzi. Paparazzi doesn't just like sit in the bushes, like you said, and just hiding, like waiting to see somebody paint a little like, mug or whatever waiting for you to like throw out the trash like you have to tell them where where you live or you have to tell them where you're going and like like, a lot of times when my friends are like I don't know how like they found out I was going on a date with the star and I was like bitch because you called like the paparazzi and you told him
2: of course and like obviously there's extenuating circumstances like you know um if you go, like if you're known to go to certain places at the same time every week, like I always go to a dance studio every week. And I noticed that someone did start calling the paparazzi you know, it wasn't myself or it wasn't, um, my team, but someone at the studio did. So it's like, it's always someone. Yeah. You may not know who, but like, some- but
1: if you have a team, you're most likely paying for a publicist and the publicist, if they're not just putting in magazines, they're probably also calling the paparazzi. Because like totally. I have friends that they like have to tell their publicist or other people on their team what like their schedule for the week. So they kind of have an idea of where they're going. So that's just the truth. Like unless you're like Brad Pitt and even Brad Pitt at this point, they call the paparazzi.
2: Like totally. Totally.
1: So I thought that was really funny. And like, I love how honest you've been. And I feel like you really yes. did make the show. My favorite thing about you being so extra was also your wedding. I feel like you went above and beyond. So I just want to first congratulate you on such a beautiful wedding. A, your wedding is going to be an inspiration for my future wedding. Yes. But I don't have a boyfriend right now. So I was wondering if your husband had any, any uh, single millionaire friends looking to take a wife.
2: Uh, I've been trying. So I many of my girlfriends are trying to get set up. But, like, all of his friends are married, unfortunately, and, like, super, super nerdy if they even weren't married. so.
1: <laughs> okay, but, like, if he does find any new millionaire friends, let them know. I may not know how to cook a mean steak, but I can suck a mean dick.
2: I mean, as long <laughs> no, I'm as kidding. You cook up and serve it in the bedroom. I really don't think they don't, they don't care about what pasta you're putting in the kitchen as long as you're yeah. – giving him a big ass plate in the bedroom
1: that's true I mean I'm kidding no if you do find me a millionaire boyfriend do tell him I cook don't say anything about me sucking dick I feel like that should be a surprise
2: (laughs) yeah I'll be like I don't I don't even know if she does that I I don't don't know know.
1: well actually I did this one episode where I was talking about that like you got to suck dick if you want to get married and I need to know now is that why you're married (laughs)
2: Maybe. But you know what? Maya also said that she doesn't suck dick and she's married. So I guess you really never know.
1: It's a weird Israeli girl thing.
2: Is it? Yes. I mean, I don't think anyone's like, oh yeah, like I love this. Like can't wait to do it. You're just like, yeah, like, you know, got to do it. But you still do it in order. Right, right, right. But Maya was like, I, no, I do not do that. I hate it. I will not do it. (laughs)
1: No, I, I it, it's genuinely Israeli thing. Like even with me, like, uh, I used to have this thing where I have to, I rather when I'm dating somebody, we have sex first before I give head, like Interesting. whatever reason I, I was, it was like, there's, and I still actually am like that. Like I won't give somebody head if we're not fucking. And I do think it's a weird, it's every Israeli girl I know either doesn't suck dick or she won't give head until she has sex
2: first. Well, I feel like it's more of a personal thing too, right? So you wanna know the person, right? I feel like yeah sex, like everyone has sex, right? Well plus like I wanna get off.
1: Like I can't really fully get off if it's like just my mouth on your pee-pee. No, like, no one can. No one can. It's not fun for me. I mean, like, not, like no, I agree no, with you. No one actually people. like loves doing it. Do they really I mean sometimes if you're like turned on by your partner, but not like an everyday thing, like Today I'm just gonna eat breakfast, gonna suck dick, and then uh, get my day started. <laughs> just like gotta get out of my system. Like it's not a thing, right?
2: <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, I feel like you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like a lot of fans asked me to ask you um, yeah. if you had any tips on how to score a millionaire, and I'm wondering if it's if it's a is it a million dollar pussy or is it like a million dollar attitude? I feel like it's both.
2: It's honestly all about attitude. It really, really is, and. I feel like it really, really is all about attitude. And I just, it's always been like a mindset of mine. I'm just like, I always, I don't know. I just like exuded this, like, I want this and I need this. And like, I want a dope ass man. And I just feel like it's such an attitude thing.
1: Yeah. I do feel like it's your confidence because I feel like confidence attracts everyone. Plus like um, in the episodes when I was watching, it, you guys made it seem as if like you weren't even a hundred percent that into him at first when he was trying to pursue you. So you still allowed him- to pursue you so i feel like that's kind of the difference with any man regardless if he's a millionaire or not if you're just like oh i want him tell him then he's like oh whatever but i feel like maybe it's because you let him pursue you
2: yeah absolutely i definitely let him pursue me and i don't play like the the game where i'm like easy i waited three months to have sex with him and he was like that's why he that's why he was like after three months he's like marry me <laughs> like that's the key girls like don't have sex on the first date ever don't have sex like within the first week, like you let them wait and you make them crazy. And I tell this to all my girlfriends and they're just like, oh no, I fucked them. And I'm like, well, he's not going to call you back. And they're like, yeah, we had a great time. They don't get calls back because men just don't respect women like that. And I hate to say that, but I learned the game and I've had plenty of one night stands, of course, sure. But they never call me back. <laughs> So, I kind of figured it out. You know, it took
1: time, but okay. So I knew it. So it really does because I always said how it doesn't matter if you guys have chemistry and stuff like that. But like at this point, like especially this year, like I go out with guys, uh, whatever guys I was going out with, like I wasn't sleeping with them. A because I just didn't feel like it at this point. To be honest, I was just looking to like like have a foundation or friendship first. But like, of course, I think that is really then what's important. Like to find your husband, you gotta have a foundation first before you sleep with them.
2: Totally. Because I think, I think sex is so easy. You know, you can have sex with anyone and it's going to feel amazing, obviously, like for the most part. So, um, it's really just about like establishing that connection first. And then the sex is just that much better afterwards.
1: Wait, so no head too, or is head okay? No. So for three, but like, were you guys seeing each other a lot or was he traveling or something?
2: We would probably go on dates like, you know, once, twice a week.
1: Got it. Okay, once, twice a week for three months, and then it. Can you touch your boobies or is that also off?
2: Yeah, sure. Like we were getting massages, and I was like stripping naked. I was like, hey, he, 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 he. okay. But is
1: there any like? Can you give hand jobs? Or- I, I mean, No one does that. Yeah, you, you
2: certainly can, but I wasn't doing it. You,
1: okay, so I'm just I'm just trying to follow your rules so I can
2: get wiped up. Like I'm trying I to figure this inclined. out. And then there was times where, um, you know, because he was living in hotels. Um, because, you know, he didn't have a place to live. Um, he was looking for a house. So while he was living in hotels, we'd hang out. We'd go to dinner. I'd go upstairs, have a drink. And then I'd be like, okay, bedtime, bye. <laughs> but it worked.
1: Wait, did you have any sleepovers ever?
2: Honestly, no. Just because I, my bed, like I love my bed and I love being with my dogs. Um, it took a while until we had sleepovers.
1: Got it. Okay, so basically it sounds like when he was living in hotels, like you basically dated a homeless guy. Pretty so if much. anything, you did your charity and you didn't even know, you were like Cinderella or whatever. You had no idea they even had money. You thought he was homeless. I
2: mean, I knew he wasn't homeless. I, <laughs> I know, because
1: knew- sold, you sold the house or <laughs> whatever, I know.
2: I knew he was really well off. I actually didn't know how well off he was. But um, uh, I mean, I knew he was legit and I knew he was looking for a house too. So I was like, um, and also that's kind of why like, You know, we were looking at houses, but he was really hesitant because he's like thinking like, is it just going to be me alone in this house? Is someone else going to be in this house with me? So that was kind of interesting. So like as our relationship was growing, like it went from like a house just for him to like a house maybe for us. So it was an interesting dynamic. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you've always then
2: kind of been like a confident badass then, right? I'm like more of a man than the men that I date.
1: I'm like that too. So like, what's your number one rule for keeping like a good relationship? Like with mom, this other girl I interviewed, she said how even to this day with her own husband, she never texts him first. She just like a weird habit when she was like always dating. She never texts a guy first. Like even with her husband to this day, he texts her first. So like, do you have like a special rule with men that you like won't do?
2: Um, I really like that. Honestly, I don't, text him too much and even like when I'm out doing stuff he's like hey what are you doing and I'm like, mm, I'm like anyway I'll have a number four <laughs> fries and a coke like I feel like mystery is kind of a good thing so I, I do like to play that up so that I get that I get what she's saying
1: okay so mystery does that mean that you because I believe in this I believe that one thing that should you should never cross it's not anal anal is okay it's bathrooms. You should never, you should never share bathrooms. I feel like separate bathrooms for life.
2: Totally. Like we we do have separate bathrooms. So it's great. And I love that. And also I'm like really, I'm not messy, but I have a lot of products. Right. And I know he doesn't like to see them. So I go in the other bathroom and I just have like, you know, lotions and just crap, makeup everywhere. So I think that's really important too, is like, they want to feel like your stuff isn't like bombarding them and everywhere.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about like going number two and passing Oh, gas. I
2: do it all by myself. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> you do it all by yourself, he doesn't help you. <laughs> like I do it all by myself. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so like you you're not that type of girlfriend that like passes gas in front of her boyfriend. Oh my god, no. Okay. Oh I'm god. like that too. It's weird. I don't like I can literally talk about like dick all day, but the minute someone's like, Do you poop, I'm like, never speak to me again. Ever.
2: Uh-uh. I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's
1: weird. No, <laughs> no, I'm
2: with
1: I'm you on that. Is there a difference between like single dick and married dick? Like the size, the size not matters much, or like all about it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when I'm single, like there's certain like guys that I've been with who were really big there, and I'm like, you're not husband material. Like. That I, is-
2: That's so true. That's interesting. That's, that's interesting because I've had some times where I'm like, this is really great for like a (laughs) few times, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't marry a big dick. You date them and sleep with them a few times. You marry like the average, like nice one, like the boyfriend dick. And it turns you into like a wife.
2: Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally.
1: Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page on that too. Um, Have you always liked older men?
2: You know, I had a phase with like younger guys because I was always dating um, really like well-off successful men. And I loved it because I think that's how it should be. Like chivalry is not dead. Women should be taken care of. Like we want to be wined and dined. But then when I started making good money in real estate, I went through this phase where I was like dating younger guys and it was really fun. Like 24, 25, like just really, really like hot boy toys. And, um, it was fun for me, but then I was like, uh, and then I would get home and they'd want to sleep over. And then like, I'd feel like I was their mom just picking up after them. And I'm like, can you help me with this? And they're like, uh, and I was like, Oh, I just paid for your meal. Like you can't even help. So now I know how men feel, kind <laughs> but I did have like a little phase, but that's not, I found out that wasn't for me. I was like,
1: no. wait that's so funny i feel like i went through that where like i was dating younger guys at one point because it's like well i have my own money and like it doesn't matter then i don't care but then you're right it sometimes it just feels like i'm like their mother and i'm like how can i, I i'm like not no. respecting this guy anymore how can i be fucking him anymore like i don't respect no, at it.
2: first i think i was like i was like attracted to them but then that goes away and then you're left with the foundation like we were talking about and that wasn't there so then i was like Just a lot
1: of potential. They have like a lot of potential, but they don't have their shit together. And yeah, like, I feel like I like dated this one guy and like him and his friends all had like small apartments with a bunch of roommates. So then they would come to my house and like party in my house, drink my alcohol, sleep in my house. The next day I buy everyone breakfast because I'm like, I'm so nice. And I'm like, wait, I'm literally doing the girlfriend stuff without being the girlfriend. I know. I even want this guy
2: to be my boyfriend. (laughs) I know. I totally get it. I totally get it.
1: So, like, then did you just straight away go for older men? Was he, like, was your husband crying?
2: Yeah, and then I was just, like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. But, like, I had a, I had a good, like, Bumble phase for probably, like, a good year. And then I was, like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I probably still have a Bumble account. You're still on I'm it? <laughs> Are you active? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just being, like, I deleted the app. I didn't actually delete my profile.
1: Now yeah, I'm-, I'm like that, too. I feel like even I you just like, forget love- about it
2: they still, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So are you, are you, how, how are you and Mary doing?
2: Uh, Mary and I are actually really good. Um, we ha. I saw her at a party a week ago and her and I like sat down for like two hours and we were talking and just hashing stuff out and it was actually really nice.
1: So- I I can't tell if I've seen you discuss this or not, but like, what did Mary mean when she talked about the overlap? Like, was there an overlap?
2: Was there an entanglement? There was an entanglement, but she got this. They cut. They edited it up a little bit weird. Oh, um, that was actually on my end. I was dating someone before, and Mary knew that. Because she met the guy that I was dating. It was a younger guy that I was dating before. So months prior, she had met this young guy that I was dating. And she knew that. But the way it kind of translated in the story of the show without getting too much in production, they leaned in it to another way. So. That like
1: he had like a serious relationship where he was married and then you were, you were
2: going out with somebody that was already No, taken. he was never married. But I mean, they – Mary had said that comment and then production ran with it, but not in the right way actually.
1: Wait, was that season two or season three? That was season, season two. Yeah. Okay, got it. They were like trying to make sure there's gonna be enough drama. So they're like, let's just fuck this up for her. <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> totally. And if like they played into the storyline correctly, like I would be like, Yeah, like my husband actually knew that he knew that I was dating someone before. Like I told him, um, and then um, like he knew that. <laughs> so when we watched the show, it's just like hilarious watching it back.
1: Wait, so then was waiting three months worth it? Was a sex like bomb, or or was it just like 100%, okay?
2: Because it was like all this like pent up, like you know, just emotions and everything, and it just made it so much better. And you then, know? like, it's how funny. soon did you guys say I love you? Um, he was saying I love you, like, immediately, honestly. Like, I would say, like, three weeks maybe. What? You, then like, then was- showed him a nipple and he was like, I love you.
1: <laughs> We're together.
2: Yeah, but I was just like, thank you. And then, like, I'm like, oh, I'll say it when I'm ready, when I feel ready,
1: you know? You know, that's how, like, I've been reading this book um, for research, for myself, but for, <laughs> and it's literally about, like, the differentiation between, like, if you act like a quote-unquote basic bitch versus being, like, that bitch. And what it's name of the book is it? It's called Why Men Don't Love Women Like You.
2: I've read that. Shut up. And I've also read um, another good book is, um, what is it called? It's, like, Why Men Love a Bitch or something like that. Uh, why Men Love Bitches, yeah. Yeah. I love that one
1: too. Yeah. So I was just reading it because I, sometimes I do it for my solo episodes. Like I want to train girls how to go from like um, dumb bitch to boss bitch. Totally. So I've been like listening to it. And it's also good advice for me, obviously, because I just like regain my confidence. Like, recently this year again thank god and i feel like that's why it's that's why i feel like this year all the men when i would be dating them they all were so like desperate to be with me versus before it was any guy that looked at me and be like okay you'll do let's date and it's like such a confidence thing
2: i know it really 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 is like the way that you look at yourself changes everything in relationships in all aspects of your life yeah even in business i'm like you know like I mean, you see it in epi- uh, season three or whatever, where, you know, oh, I don't want to like call out my coworker, but, um, Go ahead. well, no, it's just like, you see, we have different ways of like in business, um, where, you know, I think, uh, Davina was trying to please her client and be, you know, like act a certain way. And I was like, no, like, what'd you buy the lot for? Like, give me the information. Like, I need to know the shit. Like, you want me to sell your house? Great. Then like, you know, um,
0: yeah.
2: But I feel like it's all about attitude, and so for me, even in business, like I just I act like I know my shit usually because I really do. But um, I want people to feel that way, and I want them to hire me because they're like, oh wow, she feels confident about herself, therefore she's gonna be really confident about my property.
1: I a hundred percent agree with that. And like, literally this morning I was doing an, um, this girl was interviewing me for her podcast and she was, after we finished, she was feeling really down about where she's at in life work-wise. And I was like, we'll just say like, you need, people don't know what you want until you tell them. And she goes, I don't know. I just, I'm not that person. I was like, dude, like good girls don't get ahead. If you want something, ask for it. And you got to always be confident, even if you don't believe in yourself. Cause if you don't believe in yourself and you're open about it, who the fuck who else who's going to believe in you? Like totally. I up. mean
2: if, if you if you want something, ask for it. If they say no, you ask the wrong person.
1: Wow, I love that. That's so true. You're yeah. so smart. I feel like I feel like there's so many things about you that people just like don't know because of how they portrayed you on the show.
2: 100%. Yeah, 100%.
1: Like yeah. right now, like is there a sequence on your top? Is it Valentino? Like
2: your shirt? No, it's a, No, this is just a <laughs> t-shirt like but then obviously I have Louis Vuitton sweats but oh okay other than that I'm pretty I'm I'm mostly casual when I'm not working I'm so casual
1: are you a completely different person on the show versus um um in real life or would no, you
2: I just I think on the sh- on the show you're just seeing um you know obviously we filmed so much stuff and you see my crazy dramatic moments and then you see my nice moments but they don't ever show my nice moments so I'm the same person on the show, but the difference is, is like I have. There is different and other elements to me, Um, and we don't. Well, a
1: you read, so that's already like so different than most LA girls I know. That's I'm already I'm already like pleasantly surprised. Like, wow, I read
2: every night. <laughs> yeah, I read books every night before I go to bed. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, mm-hmm. so no
2: sex for you? Does <laughs> marriage mean
1: like that's it? Sex is over?
2: No, there's lots <laughs> of sex. Uh, I'm always like I have a headache he's like I don't care I'll just jack off on you I'm like oh man okay oh
1: amazing (laughs) that's so romantic (laughs) the romance is gone once there's married he's like can you just stand there I'm just gonna jack off really quick okay
2: I'm just like oh man I thought I got away with it tonight (laughs) (laughs) but
1: your fashion is so extra and so nice so like do you then get your hair did you get your hair and makeup done and have a stylist for every episode you were in
2: no. And I love that people ask this. Honestly, I didn't even know stylists were a thing probably till like six months ago. I had no idea this was a thing. Um, I do my own makeup all the time. Um, unless it's an interview looks, which is why I look like a, um, like a Serbian prostitute in my interviews. Cause they love to like do heavy makeup on me, but I do my own makeup. I don't do my hair. Um, and I do my own wardrobe. I dress myself and, um, yeah, you dress yourself. Totally. You just
1: come up with those looks, like Barbie looking looks. Like, that's insane. Yeah. You literally go to the supermarket and like drench in gold. (laughs) I
2: wish. I wish, but yeah.
1: So then do you dress up for your man?
2: Yeah, I do. I I love, like, when him and I first started dating, I would just pop into, like, Agent Provocateur and just get, like, really fun stuff and just, like, surprise him. And I I love doing stuff like that. Um, obviously it just depends, but yeah, I love like when I have time, I love to do it. It's really fun.
1: What's something that, um, most people don't know about you? Something
2: that most people don't know about me. Um, probably that I'm actually like really intellectual because I watch the show and I'm like, what the hell did I just say? But they know that, they're clipping up stuff the way that they clip it up but i feel like i come across as a dumb blonde a little bit
1: but i feel, feel like. like any girl if she's blonde with tits people are just like people just wanna say that she's dumb
2: kind of yeah 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 so that's what i feel like i just feel like people are like oh she's just a dumb blonde and i don't feel like i am so
1: do you feel like you were someone misunderstood on the show
2: um i feel like i was misunderstood when people are watching the show for sure because they used, you know, the juiciest certain clips, and that's not really how it works. <laughs> like, You know, it's not really how it works. So, yeah. Um, I just feel like I was misunderstood because I'm not, like, this one note constantly at this level, you know? Honestly, we shoot so much footage. Like, I'm not always like that. It's just, like, when I get heated or elevated. I'm like that. So I know there's so much more to me. It just wasn't really shown. And, um, even when I do interviews, people are like, Oh, you're so normal. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am. But also like, you know, I, I went to school for acting. Like I studied comedy and I liked to make people laugh and I knew exactly what I was doing. You know, when we're filming the show, like I'm not dumb. Like you might call me bitchy, but I'm, certainly it takes like a very intellectual person to make jokes like that and come up with stuff on the fly. And for me, like I was having fun with it.
1: So it was really easy for you to play the villain. Like you knew
2: that's what you signed up for. You knew that's oh, what yeah. you so good. It's so fun for me. It's just so fun for me. Like I wouldn't have done it any other way. Like I know people would be like, "Do you feel bad about the things that you said. I'm like, no, I don't. I feel maybe bad about my delivery, but no. But that's why I encourage people, like, to actually get to know me outside of the show.
1: So just give everyone your address. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Easy solution. (laughs) Guys, come over. Get to know me. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay. This one thing I was just, like, dying to know, Brett and Jason, right? The owners? Were they dabbling? Like, did they fuck anyone else on the show? Like, did they ever go out with anyone else
2: except uh, your friend? Yes. I knew it. And I cannot and will not say who it was. Yes.
1: I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Well, obviously, it's not Mary. Because, I mean, it's already been Mary.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's already been Mary, yeah.
1: It's definitely not the Vina. The Vina. That's all I can say. That's all I can say on that. People
2: can figure it out from there.
1: (laughs) Okay. Is it more than one other person?
2: It's one and a half.
1: Oh, then I feel like I know who the half is. I just don't know who the one is. The half is, I'm not going to say, but like I yeah. know in my head.
2: But there's one and a half.
1: Okay. I knew it. I knew it. That's so weird to just keep working with everyone you're seeing. I
2: know there's one, but I'm like 50, 50 about the half,
1: you know? Okay. So the one, is she blonde or brunette? I don't know. <laughs> Bald? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely. Okay. It's not Maya. Okay. Whatever. I'll figure it out.
2: Is it you? <laughs> oh no, God. Okay. No. Oh my God. Well, we narrowed it down. <laughs> no, 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 I, I like guys to be tall before they sit on their pocketbook. First of all.
1: I love that. Wait, me, how tall is your boyfriend? I'm husband boyfriend.
2: Um, like six, two, six, three, maybe.
1: Yeah. That's always, I feel like makes guys way more attractive.
2: Like, so for me, like I put heels on and then like, You know, I got to have someone, I got to have someone who's I just have to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess height from, I mean, at this point, I I feel like at one point my
2: standards were like, just have a job.
1: (laughs) Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to like raise them a little.
2: So so we'll see. (laughs) I know. I know. As you get, how old are you? I'm your age. Okay. Okay. So So I'm alone. When I turned probably like 28, I was like, Okay, like, all right, maybe, like, okay, maybe I won't get that. All right, fine. Like, but yeah. height was one thing I had to have.
1: Yeah. So we're the same age, and you're married on a successful Netflix show, and here I am doing a podcast in my house all alone. No <laughs> big deal. Same, but different. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, no, don't worry about it. It took me a while till I was like in my own. So, don't okay. Work.
1: Fine. Well, I read that you take Lexapro sometimes, which is yeah. a medication for depression. And I love that you were, cause you weren't open about it. I mean, I guess no one asked on the show, but I think you were open on some podcasts. So yeah. have you always battled with anxiety and depression?
2: Totally. It's something that I've always had. And I feel like people who are really creative, especially like, um, you know, struggle with this balance. And I know, um, I've always had it. Um, but the show definitely intensified it and I've I've talked about it before, um, a few times actually, but no one cared, no one picked it up in interviews, no one wrote about it. Like they just don't care. And it wasn't until I was on, you know, um uh Sheena's podcast um where we were talking about it that someone like finally listened. Cause I'd talked about it so many times before and no one really cared. And I was like, that's fine. Um, but yeah, the show definitely helped it. I took it before for, um, like phases in my life or like at a six month period or a year period or whatever. But, um, for me, I found a really comfortable dose that helps me cause I also have problems sleeping. So it just helps even me out. And I just, um, I'm glad that other people are talking about it too. Like I know, um, Hannah from Below Deck Med, who's a friend of mine, was talking about it. And Stephanie Holloman from The Real Housewives of Dallas was talking about it. So I feel like it's, like, finally a conversation that needs to be had that's, like, ready to be had. And I just wanted yeah. to be part of it, and I'm glad that the world was ready to receive that message.
1: Um, has, well, I'm, you said that you, you took it sometimes, especially during the season, the third season that it triggered in you, um, has quarantine triggered any anxiety or depression in you?
2: No, it wasn't quarantine. It was the show coming out and dealing with people that were so horrible to me that triggered it.
1: What's the worst thing that somebody said to you?
2: I mean, there's just, there's just so many things, but I mean, just like, you know, um, Like. I hope you take a bath in acid. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. It's just, like, so crazy. But um, it's just – it's a nuisance more than anything. Like, I don't read the messages and think, oh, my gosh. Like, this – I don't – it's not like that. But it's just the fact that it's repetitive negativity that really is something I don't want to be a part of. And it's just annoying to have to, like, delete it. And that was what was just, for me, overwhelming. So, um so yeah, that was just and then obviously with anxiety, you know, I I've, I've just always had anxiety. I'm with work and stuff, like it's it's hard and I work a lot and I, I was telling you before we get on here, like I do press until five AM in the morning sometimes because I'm on with Ireland and London and you know, so I'm constantly working and sleep's really hard for me. So um it's just something that I needed to balance myself out.
1: Um, have you ever had a really low, um, episode and like in your life before?
2: I would say the hardest, um, the hardest time in my life I had was when I broke up with someone and, um, that was really hard for me. And that was when I, um, the first time I took Lexapro and what happened with that is, um, I, I knew he was cheating on me, but I never caught him and I just knew it. I had that feeling like, you know, when you're a girl, you just have that feeling, but I didn't get it because he was always back home at night with me every night. And I'm just like, okay, people aren't like cheating during the day. Like he's just must be busy. Um, but towards the end of the relationship, like I was trying to catch him. I was trying to catch him and things. And then I was, um, I picked my girlfriend up for lunch and uh, we went and had lunch and then I dropped her off and she worked at CAA, which is like this huge building agency and there's like gyms around and all this stuff. So I dropped her off after lunch and I ran into my ex who was supposed to be with a gardener or something like picking out plants or some shit. So he said, Um, and he was walking out of a yoga studio with another girl. And I rolled down the window and I was like, oh, gardening, huh? I thought you were like picking out plants. And you know what he did to me? He, after two and a half years of being together, maybe three, he looked at me and he's like, with the other girl, he's like, I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is. Keep walking. And after two and a half, three years, that fucked with me because like I don't know how you can just ignore and pretend like you don't know anyone because he was so protective of his new relationship. And that was honestly like so cold and so hurtful to me. And they're still together to this day. And my girlfriend was witnessing the whole thing happen. And she's like, oh, really? You don't know your girlfriend of two and a half years? Like you're a fucking asshole and she was like screaming at him and that for me was just like horrifying that was the most horrifying experience I've ever I've never had anyone to my face do something like that and it was so cold and so horrible and then he never talked to me again because I caught him and he knew I caught him but that was what I needed to see but that fucked me up for a while
1: so he didn't even try to explain
2: or be like baby it was just this and that he um he tried to come back later and say like it was a friend or whatever like just bullshit and I was like no like you told me to my face you didn't know me and I don't know you like we're done how long were
1: they together for when when uh when you guys were still together how long was he seeing her for do you think
2: honestly I don't know I really don't know I don't know and I was getting emails to my work email like anonymous emails like Hey, I think your boyfriend's dating someone else. And I was trying to catch him. It was crazy. Like it was a movie. And then like, I finally caught him and I was like, done. Like once I'm done with someone, I'm done. But I just, I needed to like, see it was happening firsthand.
1: Do you think the girl knew about you?
2: No. Mm -mm. No.
1: Wow. That's
2: so crazy. I can't believe they're still together. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they've broken up like a million times, obviously, but, um, yeah, they're still together, but that's just a woman that doesn't have self-respect. Like she can do better. You it know? sounds like you dodged a bullet. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And the funniest thing is I live on, um, I live on the top of a hill in a cul-de-sac and he lives at the bottom. Ha. And I drive past him every single day and I drove past him today actually in a new car Um, and he was outside with his girl and it's like this funny metaphor because I'm literally at the top of the hill every day driving to the bottom past him where he belongs. It's like it's a funny metaphor. Life has a really interesting way of working itself out.
1: Yeah, that is really funny. You're literally, they're literally beneath you.
2: Yeah. And at first he didn't recognize me because he was like looking, he's like, who's this hot blonde in this Maserati? You and didn't he- have
1: your roots done.
2: <laughs> Actually, I just got them done. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a funny thing. And then he's like, oh shit, that's Christine. Oh fuck. you know? So it's like, it's like, oh my God, another car, this bitch. <laughs> so I love it. It's good. Life has a funny way.
1: So then after that, I guess, I feel like, yeah, that would fuck up anyone because it's just like your whole, I feel like I would completely lose myself. Because my it whole was, confidence would be gone.
2: It was hard because we had mutual friends, and you know, we lived together um, for the most part. It was it was hard because I was I was starting my life all over again. So it's it's always hard when you're starting all over again. But you know, I got back up on my feet, and I don't complain. It is what it is.
1: That is one good thing about you, I would say. You don't I, complain.
2: I never talk about. I never complain or act like a victim. And I hate people that do. Um, that's not a lesson for women. It's not like we all your stuff. I agree.
1: Um, what, what makes you feel loved and
2: appreciated and respected? Like what's your love language? My love language is words of affirmation. Me too. Yeah. I like when my husband's like, Oh, you're doing a really good job. Or like, oh, I love that interview, stuff like that. Like nothing else really does it for me. I feel like for me, anyone can buy you gifts. Anyone can touch you. But there's something about words for me like that just really like resonate with me. And like, obviously anyone can say anything, but you yeah. can tell when you being genuine. So it's words of affirmation.
1: Well, now we're going to get into things that obviously a lot of other people talked about, but I, I'm genuinely curious. So I noticed that um, I pronounced the name Chrishell, right? Mm-hmm. Chrishell or is it Trishell or Chrishell? It's Chriselle. Chriselle. sorry. Oh,
2: <laughs> no, not sure.
1: It's not my fault. English is my third language.
2: No, it's okay. Her okay. real name is Tarina, so just call her that.
1: Oh, Tarina. Let's call it Tarina. <laughs> okay, Tarina. So I noticed that you and Tarina, so um, you guys don't follow each other on Instagram anymore. And then you confirmed it with People Mag that you guys are not friends, even though you tried. What exactly happened? Like, the other things happen, transpire after the wedding? Or is it just has to do with her divorce? No,
2: thing? I uh, I mean, at the end of, you know, the first season, she blocked me. And she said she blocked me. And I've been blocked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. you're still blocked. Yeah, no. we. I've been blocked for three years now. <laughs> like, years. Two years. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, Wait, no. But the, the wedding was in December. No, she blocked me first season. First season in episode eight. Oh, so she, she never unblocked I blocked you. you. Yeah, I've always been blocked. So usually after the school party in the first season she blocked me.
1: So then if you guys ever needed to reach each other, you just emailed. <laughs> I don't even know if I can go through. I don't even know. What does she mean when she said that she has receipts, aka text messages to show if you ever come for
2: her? Uh I talked about this. This is I at the time when I was following her, or we were following each other, she was being rude to me. And there were people that were like making fun of her in her comments. And I was harding the comments. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. really
1: petty. But yeah, I know. <laughs> um, is it hard then to work together or you guys don't actually even go in the office as much as you do on the show? No, we don't. No one does. No.
2: <laughs> We're all like living our own lives. Honestly, a lot of us just work from home. It's easier.
1: Do you feel like her divorce overshadowed your wedding? And I feel so mean saying that, but I'm just wondering.
2: I mean, my wedding was just
1: hard to watch. Yeah. And I read that you
2: said that. Why was your wedding hard to watch? Just because I think my actual wedding on the show was 15 minutes. Like the actual wedding portion was 15 minutes and then they cut it down, and I didn't have any words in the entire wedding. I didn't say a single word. Right. You're right, because it was all about the drama. I didn't talk at all. It was just like, that's not my wedding. That wasn't my wedding. So,
1: yeah, because you said – I think you said somewhere that you cried when you saw that. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was like, this is not how it happened. that's why I released – the, ins- the videos of my wedding on Instagram before the show came out, I was like, this is my wedding. Like, watch this before you watch that trash.
1: <laughs> um, is there a reason why I may be wrong, but, like, were your parents at the wedding? Yes, they were. So, okay, because did they walk you down the aisle or just didn't go with your outfit? That was the production fuck-up, actually. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah, so they were supposed to cue my dad um cuz my dad walked me out of the carriage and then we went to this little specific holding place where I was waiting we were waiting for the snow to fall and then I was standing there and I was supposed to walk and then my dad was supposed to like veer and catch me and then we were supposed to walk together um and what happened was someone told me to go and so I went and I'm like walking and I'm like waiting and I was like ah and my dad wasn't there so but, like, the music was going, and so I was just like, I don't know what to do. So I just walked or whatever. And then I told my dad after, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know where you went. Like, and he's like, oh, my God, don't worry. He's like, no. He's like, no.
1: What? Like, Did it make you sad that you didn't get a chance to have your father walk you down the aisle?
2: Um, No, because my husband and I are going to have a real wedding, like another Oh. Wedding.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. that makes sense because I can't even imagine having my wedding where it's like the producers are like wait can you walk down the aisle again and you guys are about to kiss wait you guys hold on we have a five minute break really
2: quick (laughs) that's what I'm saying that's why like we're gonna um we're gonna like do a vow renewal every year it's something that we talked about so we're gonna have a wedding every year right got it so you're gonna be like a different theme every year so that's something that we talked about and um yeah so are you going to then have a wedding this year? With Probably quarantine? like, uh, I don't know about this year though, because of, of Corona, but right. we were talking about doing something overseas because um, his family's from France. We were talking about doing something in France, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year because of Corona. Probably not. Next Okay. Year. But that means a lot. Every year, but Miss Rona year. <laughs> On the one yeah. That makes so much
1: more sense. So you guys are gonna have another wedding. Now I understand. But then so then does that mean that the Netflix paid for the wedding that you did oh, then?
2: No, because of What? No, of course not.
1: Oh, okay, got it. Because sometimes yeah. the, the shows pay for oh god no. events and stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: No, if anything opposite, I had to pay for a a filming fee for a venue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks Done and Done Productions. Yeah. That's
1: so funny. Um, okay, so I liked most of the people on the show, but I feel bad. Davina did rub me the wrong way, obviously the end with like her comments, and you said it was because she's German and people just don't yeah. understand. I can understand can't that. Do you very well. I'm foreign. Sometimes they come off me uh rude too. But Did you agree with everything she was saying about that there's two sides to every story?
2: I mean, there was so much more to that conversation. Like, I don't agree with what she said. I. It's just how she said it. It's just, it wasn't meant to be that way. And the conversation was so much longer. So it's like, you know. It wasn't all shown.
1: Got it. Well, um, so I was talking, I was on this podcast, um, The Lady Gang, and they like love pop culture. And they're the ones who told me actually to watch the show. And then I watched the show like literally all three seasons in one day. And then I DM'd you right away. Or, oh, you like, watched all in one day? Literally, yeah. Or like a day and a half. So I DM'd you the next
2: day. Holy shit. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if I you... I know did. that podcast, by the way. Pardon? Yeah, it's a podcast, right? Yeah. Or like a TV show. The lady, the lady gang is a podcast. Yeah, I know. I know that one. Yeah. So
1: they asked me about selling sunset and I haven't seen it yet, but they were asking about the divorce. And I, my opinion was, cause they're like, do you believe there's two sides to every story? And I didn't understand what they were talking about. Cause I didn't see this show yet. But I said, I think there's two sides to every story. Meaning because philosophers say, I read this, the philosophers say there's no such thing as the truth. There's only my truth and your truth because we have different perceptions of everything that totally. happens.
2: Totally, yeah. And
1: then like, even like, even, even w- with your sibling, like I like, I have daddy issues. And my sister doesn't because we have different perceptions of like how we grew up with our father.
2: Totally. Yeah. So
1: I, I thought that like, in my opinion, maybe because I wouldn't know, but maybe is that just in truth is probably that because men tend to check out um, while they're still in a relationship mentally, they'll check out. So I feel like this is, and women, we don't realize, and that's why a lot of times women during breakups, we get caught off guard. And that's when women, we tend to say, I don't know where that came from. I never saw it coming, but yeah. as you can men are checked out. They're slowly checking out. And like every fight they're putting there in their head and they're stepping more and more away. And the more the woman sees a man take stepping away, the more she runs after him, which makes him pull away even more. And that's then the last fight that they had was the last fight for him was like done. Right. So, He was already so checked out. So his truth was that it was coming. Like this was already coming. Like you should have seen it coming. Her truth was that she never saw it coming because she was always trying to fix the relationship. And she never took a second to stand there and be like, there's so many red flags or like things change. She probably never saw it. So I think that's where there's two sides to every story comes from, where they're actually both right in their own way for themselves. Right,
2: right. I mean, I can't, I can't comment anymore on that um, just because I can't, but um, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I feel horrible for her, obviously. It's not yeah. like any, anything anyone ever wants to go through, like been there, been there. It's, it's horrible.
1: So I guess you
2: weren't too upset about the drama that happened at your wedding because you're going to have another wedding. I didn't know. I didn't know about it. I had no idea it was going on. I had no idea. At all. Um, and it wasn't until I mean Chriselle was at my wedding. She didn't walk out. I mean, I didn't see her walk out. She was there. The she was last night. Yeah. So I mean, unless she walked out and then came back, she was there. She was there till the end. So um I, I didn't know what was happening till like the next day. I was like, what the what happened last night? Can someone please explain? And then I'm hearing like this story and this story and this story and this story, but um, my impression of why Chriselle walked out was because of the Heather tabloid story.
1: Oh, poor Heather! She doesn't know when the paparazzi is coming. She doesn't know when when someone's gonna ask her about Chriselle. She just is so oblivious to everything. I feel so bad for her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> That's so crazy. But if that's the case and Chriselle was at your wedding the whole time, I feel really bad then for Davina, the way they edited then. Because then she literally is like the the end, like the villain. And then you're like, we don't know when season four is going to come. So everyone go have some death threats to Davina at this point. That sucks.
2: Aw. Yeah. Talk to Davina. She'll tell you.
1: So um, have you been drinking lately?
2: <sighs> Honestly. It fucks with my sleep, so I've been drinking a little bit less, just because like it, when I do, it just fucks with my sleep. So I'm trying not to.
1: Are you not? Are you trying not to because you're pregnant?
2: <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. I assure you, I'm not. <laughs> I thought I was, but I'm not. Thank God. Right oh,
1: now. I remember now. The end of the season when you were like, "I don't feel good. And I'm throwing up." It's because you got coronavirus.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. I had all these weird symptoms going on. Like for me, food was grossing me out. Like food that I normally loved. I was like, Ugh. like I, it was so weird. I was like, why am I disgusted by food? Cause my nose and my smell, like everything was off and I didn't know what it was. And I was like vomiting and I was so sick and I couldn't breathe. And like, I just had, I thought it was like allergies at first and like respiratory. Like I didn't know what the hell it was. So I just went through like everything in my head, like Googling, like, am I going to die? Oh, so
1: you didn't scared. get tested for Corona. You you assume it's Corona.
2: I did. I got tested for the antibodies later.
1: Okay. It's so weird, but like everyone I know from LA, including myself, got sick in December and January. I also got sick in December and the same okay. symptoms.
2: I believe it. I know so many people that were sick in um, December and January, and I myself got so many people sick.
1: Somebody like, just said the cutest message. They said... Um, I'm obsessed with your podcast, obviously. Thank Aww, you. obviously. That, that's not it, that's not it. Um, and I actually used to work with Christine when I was at LV. She's honestly the sweetest person ever, and getting to know her outside the show, she's such a fucking jam. I'm so excited for my two favorite ladies. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Seriously, I don't think I've ever been so stoked about a guest. I cannot wait.
2: That's Aww. so nice, what's her name?
1: Leslie Alex.
2: That's so nice. That was so sweet. She's so sweet. Really
1: Yeah. Okay. So you're saying how you probably had, Oh, you did have Corona and a lot of people did too. Yeah. I think I, I think I had it, but I got tested for antibodies and they said I didn't have it. So, So,
2: um, I heard some things. They said that everyone's different, but it can stay in your body for a certain amount of time, depending on, you know, your immune system or whatever. So some people like had it around the same time and they were doing antibody tests and my husband Um, didn't show up. His didn't show up, but he for sure had, we both had it, but his didn't show up in the test. So I guess it's different for everyone.
1: That is so interesting. Yeah. I got tested like so late, like months later
2: after the this. Yeah. I think it, it's certain people's systems. It doesn't like, I was
1: like, I had a big fever for a week and it was hard for me to even move. And my body was aching. I was sweating through my sheets, like sweating, through them, and then I was me too. And then I was growing up and having Explosive diarrhea. I hope, if anyone's ever going to marry me, please
2: don't listen to this part that I just said. But like, I didn't have that. Thank God. But everything else, I had a hundred percent. And sweating through my sheets, I um, I would I like to take back my statement. And- I did
1: not have explosive diarrhea. Me neither.
2: <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Don't worry. No, I won't wait, wait, wait. What did you say in the shower? No, no, no. I would just, I was like shivering. Sometimes I was so cold. I just have to go in the shower. like to get hot and then I would get so hot and I come like, it was just constant like craziness.
1: Okay. So we've both totally had it. Okay. So, but there, are there going to be any kids in your future?
2: Definitely. Yeah. I want to be like, uh, Chris Kardashian and just like be a manager, momager and You're smart. Have You're smart. Five, five kids. And I'm just going to like, put them in beauty pageants and I'm just joking. Uh, I want two kids though, probably like I would love to have, I always wanted boys, but maybe be fun to have like a boy and a girl.
1: Yeah. Um, I heard that somebody's leaving the show. I know the one of Jason or Brett obviously
2: exited the show. Like, uh, well, he didn't exit the show. He just, um, the company started his own brokerage. Yeah.
1: Got it. But I heard supposedly someone's leaving the
2: show walkers she's leaving the
1: oh Maya
2: yeah I think so
1: uh when's Heather's wedding
2: I don't know but I was messaging her I was like do you need a planner I'll help you plan it let me know like I was so excited <laughs> the night after she got engaged I was like we were sending voice memos back and forth like non-stop and I was like so excited for her I was like I'll help you if you need anything let me know
1: like I'll make sure the porosity doesn't show up to your wedding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally that. kidding. I have she to get love over that. It. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> love that. Um, so, do you think? It, obviously, there's gonna be a season four, even though Netflix didn't announce it. Like, but do you think it's just gonna be the reason they're ha- they haven't announced it because you just guys can't really film it because of quarantine?
2: Oh, we definitely can't film. Yeah, I mean, a lot of productions aren't filming, and like even the Housewives and stuff like this. Um, but I heard that Netflix has to take time to, like, look at the numbers and, like, officially pick it up. I don't know.
1: What number is, like, it's, like, the best show right now.
2: Top 10 in every single country. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We just have to have an official, like, official pickup. But, yeah. I mean, Are no you guys one... going
1: to have someone new come, come in? I have no idea. Oh, you just genuinely don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, I have no clue.
1: Okay, got it. Okay, so before we go, I wanted to ask you this, but then I forgot so you don't have to answer this. But when we're talking about sex and stuff, I wanted to ask you your worst sex experience before your husband because let's
2: respect him. Oh, yeah. That's like- oh, my gosh. Um, oh, I was with someone with a micropenis when I was like 20 20- – two years old, I was working at this restaurant and it was this guy that, um, was his uh, name Martin? <laughs> no, his name was Adam. And he, um, uh, this was back in Texas. And I was working at this restaurant and he was a bartender and he was so hot and I always found him so sexy. And he was, and then we got together and like, I was like, I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is happening? I'd never seen one before. Okay. The wildest thing ever. And then, then what I was, happened?
1: I, I think we had sex, but like, it didn't go in. So I don't really think that counts. No, it doesn't count. Like also, it also doesn't
2: count if it, you don't orgasm. I don't know what it was. Like, I didn't even know what that was. Like, I don't think it works. Like, I don't, it was a weird experience. I blocked it out of my head, but yeah, they do exist apparently.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, I experienced it with one guy, uh, two. And you saw one? Yeah, and we couldn't have sex because he couldn't bring it up. And then when I, like, for a second, I was confused and I tried to look at it. He was just like, ah, don't look. And he tried to, like, turn around and, like, move his legs. And I was like, what the fuck just
2: happened? Stop. Stop. Like, in actuality, I'm thinking now. And, like, I don't think it was sex, though. I think he was just, like, trying to grind on top. Like, it wasn't – like, it didn't work. You're right. It, like, doesn't work, right? Yeah.
1: No, did you still tell him that you loved him, or is that just like? Oh, I
2: was just like, I, I was like, bye. I was like, I need to find a new job. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was like, like ah, I not at work anymore.
1: <laughs> me, I was like, no, it's okay. I don't care. We don't have to have sex. And he's like treating me like shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, good times. Um, okay, is there anything that you wish I asked you that I
2: didn't? Oh, this was so much fun. It's just nice to talk about different stuff. So this is great. I had a really, really good time. Okay. Good. Me too. Oh, I, and I saw Francesca today, actually. She was on your podcast. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know her. <laughs> yeah. You did? Yeah. How I are saw you guys. Um, I was at the, she was getting like a facial or something. We we're at the med spa.
1: Oh yeah. She got some, some weird facial that she's got, she can't leave her house for three days or something. Like, Yeah,
2: like a vampire face. I don't know.
1: Yeah. My friend has gone vampire facial before. I don't get them. And it's only like you see results, quote unquote, like months later.
2: I just don't think it's real. I I never, ever, ever get facials ever. Me neither. They scare me. I always break out. I'm too sensitive. I can't do it.
1: That is actually also my number one rule that I would never do with a guy. A facial. That's also not my thing. (laughs) I just remember it. I forget that I always say that. That's like a that's a breaker for me. That's not my thing. Like literally a facial. Yeah, like anal. Uh, that's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facial, no. <laughs> With these eyelash extensions, I can't. No.
1: Okay, no. so that's not
2: your thing either. Okay. No, so look at these eyelash extensions. Are you kidding me? Like, no. I'm not getting nothing up in there.
1: Boundaries are important, so I'm happy we both have similar boundaries.
2: I love it. I love it. So good.
1: Um, okay. Well, um, what are you currently
2: working on? <sighs> I'm like vacillating on the idea of starting my own like brokerage with just women. Yeah. I've been, I've been thinking on that for a while. I'm not like, obviously I'm not there yet. I'm not even remotely there yet, but it would be fun. Are you, ta- have
1: you taken your broker license yet?
2: Yeah, I'm a broker.
1: Have you always been a broker on the show too? No. So you take it, you took it after the show yeah. ended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Congratulations.
2: Thanks. I don't think I'm going to, I don't know. Like I, I, me and Javina go through phases where we talk. We've been talking about it with Maya too. We're just like trying to figure out. I don't know. Wow. It's like
1: different nationalities, all three of you. And you guys are. I both. know. I German,
2: you so Russian, Israeli. Or You're just, Russian? Yeah. So am I. Are you? Yeah, do you speak Russian? Nimnoga.
1: Nimnoshka. Nimnoshka? Yeah, I thought that's what you say, no.
2: Oh, Nimnoga. no? Nimnoshka. Noshka?
1: Я yeah, немножко говорю по-русски. Oh, немножко. I think. Now, now I'm questioning myself. Now I'm,
2: I'm questioning Russia. my Russian too. It's been so long. I used to be so good. I used to be so good, and then I haven't used it in years, and I just forgot it all it fucking sucks it fucking sucks
1: oh my god that's so crazy i didn't even know but you were born in the u.s
2: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: okay are you ukrainian or russian
2: russian and then my dad's irish so we're just like the palest
1: oh
2: palest
1: palest i'm from st petersburg
2: oh okay nice yeah. that's Aww. so funny
1: yeah I that. um okay so where can people find you
2: uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Christine Quinn and Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok are X-teen Quinn.
1: Are you gonna do a YouTube um,
2: you I do go. have a YouTube channel? Okay. It's under Christine Quinn.
1: Okay, awesome.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much for coming on today. And thank
2: you.
1: thank you for everyone who's listening. Make sure to follow Christine Quinn on Instagram and all of her social media platforms. If you have any questions, you can message her. And um, if you have any questions for me, let me know. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another um, for another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy with me, Viola Benson. I love you guys, and I'll see you again next week. Bye.